0: Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along.
1: The lesson for October 16, 2022 is entitled Joshua's Challenge to Israel. It comes from Joshua chapter 24, verse 1, verses 11 through 25, and verses 29 through 31. The key verse is Joshua 24, verse 15. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The application is the student will be reminded of God's blessings and accept the challenge to serve and worship God, which will create a legacy for future generations. Seeking the context. We all have a choice. God created man and woman in his own image, and so people are free to choose. Some misunderstand the sovereignty of God to be so limiting that ultimately people have no choice at all. They wrongly think that if God gave people a choice, then he is somehow relinquishing his sovereignty. God is sovereign in the universe and in every choice of humanity, Proverbs 16 verse 9. Even though people are free to choose their way in life, nothing is beyond God's control. One way we see the sovereignty of God in our choices is that God established the principle that choices have consequences. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Galatians 6-7. When Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they died spiritually and physically just as God had said, Genesis 6:17, God banned them from the Garden of Eden and pronounced curses upon them because of their sin. We are still suffering from those consequences today. In today's lesson, Joshua commanded and encouraged Israel to serve the Lord. He challenged them, choose you this day whom you will serve, and then added, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, Joshua twenty four fifteen. Israel was free to serve the Lord or the false gods that surrounded them. But Joshua warned them that to choose false gods would result in undesirable consequences and to choose the one and only God would result in blessings and comforts. We are faced with the daily choice to serve the Lord or not. And what we choose has consequences. Will you choose to serve the Lord? Searching the text. Number one, Joshua's challenge. Joshua chapter 24, verse 1 and verses 11 through 15. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers and they presented themselves before God. And you went over Jordan and came into Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites and the Pezites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which dragged them out from before you even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you built not, and you dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards which you planted not do you eat. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve you the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel together at Shechem to give them his farewell address to Israel. In his own words, Joshua was old and stricken in years. Joshua 23, verse 2. Joshua was probably 80 years old when he became Moses' successor as leader of Israel. And for 30 years he had led Israel in the conquest of the promised land. It was now time for him to die. We will all come to that time in our lives. What would Joshua tell Israel in his final words? Joshua gave Israel a history lesson. It is remarkable how many times men of God reviewed history to highlight important truths. Moses did it many times in Deuteronomy. Stephen's sermon in Acts 7 reviews the history of Israel. This tells us that there is something important to learn by looking back at our history. Starting in chapter 23, Joshua reminded Israel how God had fought for them, conquered the promised land, and divided the land for an inheritance. Based on God's faithfulness to them, Joshua insisted that Israel be faithful to God and stay far away from the idolatry that surrounded them. If they chose to intermingle and intermarry with the idolatrous nations that still inhabited the land, God would no longer drive them out. They would eventually lose the land God had blessed them with if they chose to be involved with the idolatrous nations. In Joshua 24.2, Joshua delivered the words of the Lord. God told Israel himself how he had been faithful to them. He called Abraham out of idolatry and the nation of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. He reminded them of the miraculous Red Sea crossing and how he turned Balaam's effort to curse Israel into blessings. He pointed to the crossing of the Jordan River, the victory at Jericho, and the many other victories God had provided in the conquest of the promised land. God had blessed Israel. With a land for which you did not labor, in cities which you built not, vineyards and olive trees which you planted not, do you eat? Verse 13. These were indeed gifts from God. The identification of the hornet of verse 12 is interesting. It could refer to an angel of God, which God promised would go before them in Exodus 23, verses 20 through 23. It could refer symbolically to the fear God put into the hearts of the enemies, Exodus 23, 27, and 28. Or it could be invasive insects that weakened Israel's enemies. Whatever its identification, it represents how God fought for Israel and brought them victoriously into the Promised Land. Having reviewed the history of God's faithfulness to Israel, and delivering them the words of the lord it was now time for joshua to deliver the challenge fear the lord and serve him in sincerity and truth joshua 24:14 god had proven himself to be the one and only god and that was enough to convince israel to fear him alone and to serve him exclusively but god had also given them so much in the promised land with many victories and many spoils of war. There was no other reasonable choice but for Israel to serve the Lord entirely and completely and in truth. God had been incredibly faithful to them. It is little to ask of them to be faithful to him. Joshua then delivered his now famous words of Joshua twenty four fifteen. Israel had the choice, and they had made the wrong choice in the past they would make the wrong choice again in the future. There were times when Israel thought it evil or a bad choice to serve the Lord. But for Joshua and his family, they would serve the Lord. What a strong life principle this passage holds for us. Can we not look back into our history and see over and over again how much God has provided for us and how faithful he has been to us? In an abundance of occasions, the Bible tells us that God is faithful to us even when we are faithless. He is faithful to give us salvation and keep us saved, 1 Corinthians 1, verses 8 and 9. He is faithful to deliver us from temptation, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness 1 john 1, nine. These are just a few of the many ways God is faithful to us every day God's faithfulness to us should motivate our faithfulness to him So we are called to make this choice too Choose you this day whom you will serve Joshua 24:15 Is there really any other choice but to serve the Lord can you look back into your history and name ways God has been faithful to you? Number two, Israel's response, Joshua twenty-four sixteen through 25. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which did those great signs in our sights and preserved us in all the ways wherein we went among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwell in the land. Therefore, we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said unto the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He He will not forgive your trespasses nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he has done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, You are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now, therefore, put away, he said, the strange gods which are among you and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. The response of the people seemed to be exactly right. In the Hebrew language, God forbid, of verse 16, is a strong negation and denunciation of the act. It is like them saying, there is no way we would ever think about forsaking the Lord to serve other gods. They repeated all the ways the Lord had been faithful to them. They concluded, therefore we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God, Joshua twenty four eighteen Sounds really good, does it not? But something seemed afoul. Joshua's response in verses 19 and 20 hinted at something not being completely right with the people. Why would he at first command the people to fear and serve the Lord, verse 14, and then tell them that they cannot, verse 19. Even with the people's repeated declaration, nay, but we will serve the Lord, verse 21. Why did Joshua give stern warning of God's judgment for forsaking him and serving other gods? The answer lies in verse 23. It had been mentioned in verse 14. They had foreign gods among them, and Joshua had to tell them to put them away. It might cause us to wonder why God had tolerated their idolatry and called no attention to it until now. I cannot say for certain if this was a matter of having actual idol statues or other representations of false gods among them, or if this idolatry in their hearts. But regardless, they could not serve the holy and jealous God while harboring idols in their hands or in their hearts. Likewise, we cannot serve God while serving false gods today. Money and covetousness, which is called idolatry in Colossians three five, are popular idols today. Our Lord said, You cannot serve God and mammon, Matthew 6.24. When we choose sports, hunting, vacations, careers, and even family over our responsibility of faithfully serving God, we are guilty of idolatry. The people said they would serve the Lord, and Joshua did four things to hold them to their words. First, he called the people themselves as witnesses to their own decision. They would always be held accountable for the choice they had made that day. Second, he made a covenant with the people. It is uncertain if Joshua made a sacrifice to the Lord or confirmed this covenant, but somehow he held the people to this covenant to serve the Lord faithfully. Third, Joshua wrote everything down in the book of the law of God. Likely, this refers to the entire book of Joshua and it would serve as record of this commitment the people made to serve the Lord. And fourth, Joshua took a large stone and set it under an oak by the sanctuary of God to serve as a reminder of this covenant the people made on that day. There was no way Israel could plead ignorance if they forsook God in the future to serve other gods. Likewise, we cannot claim Ignorance when it comes to our responsibility to serve the Lord. We have been called by our Lord Jesus Christ into his kingdom, which cannot be moved. We are given all that we need to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hebrews twelve twenty eight. We are servants of the Lord, and He will hold us accountable. Second Corinthians five ten. Do you have idols in your life? That you need to put away so you can faithfully serve the lord number three joshua's legacy joshua chapter 24 verses 29 through 31 and it came to pass after these things that joshua the son of nun the servant of the lord died being a 110 years old and they buried him in the border of his inheritance and Timnath, Sarai, which is in Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gaash. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. To describe the end of a life well lived, the scripture simply states, that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. Joshua was first known as the son of Nun, but better known as the servant of the Lord. Joshua was the right man to replace Moses, also called the servant of the Lord many times. His were big shoes to fill for sure, but Joshua rose to the occasion did as the Lord commanded and finished his God-given task of leading Israel through the conquest and organization of the promised land. Joshua was 110 years old when he died. We do not know if he was sick, if his physical body gave out with age, or if it was just his time to go. All of us have an appointment with death in God's time and God's way. But believers in Jesus Christ can be assured that death is not their end, but a promotion from this temporary life to the perfect eternal life in the presence of the Lord. How do you think people will describe you at your funeral? Setting the application. Joshua called Israel to make a choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve, Joshua twenty four fifteen. But he did not just lay this choice at the people's feet with the attitude of whatever you decide is fine. He commanded them and exemplified for them faithful service to the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Verse 15. Yes, we have a choice of whether or not we will serve the Lord. And the choice we make has consequences. We must choose to serve the Lord and influence others to do the same by example and encouragement we must be at work convincing people that serving the lord is the best way to live their lives we must pray for them witness to them and warn them of the consequences of not serving the lord both we ourselves and the people around us must serve the lord faithfully if we want his blessings if we do not serve the lord faithfully Judgment is coming. How do you model faithfully serving the Lord before others?
0: Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www bogardpress.org.